Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Johnny Tan, author of From My Mama's Kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. Welcome to my weekly From My Mama's Kitchen talk radio show. My guest for this morning is Jonathan Robinson. He is a best-selling author of 10 books and a licensed psychotherapist. Jonathan has reached millions of people throughout the world, and his work has been translated into 47 languages. He has made numerous appearances on Oprah, CNN, and articles about him have appeared in dozens of magazines and newspapers. Jonathan and I will be discussing his latest book, The Technology of Joy, 101 Best Apps, Gadgets, Tools, and Supplements for Feeling More Delight in Your Life. Good morning, Jonathan. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. How are you doing this morning? Good morning, Johnny. I'm doing really good. Fantastic. Great to have you on the air with me. It is a pleasure to be able to talk to you about the technology of joy. It is a fascinating read, very informative, and the book is definitely a must-read for people seeking happiness and also for those who are looking for ways to contribute to someone else's happiness. So congratulations. Thank you. It's a, it's a unique uh, book in that most people don't know about these different ideas <laughs> and methods. That's true. Let us start by getting to know you a little bit better. Please give us a quick walkthrough of your life from childhood to the present moment. Okay, well, you know, I uh, was blessed to grow up in an incredibly dysfunctional family because, uh, I say blessed because it was, it was so, so violent and bad that I started seeking other ways to be happy because I, I wasn't going to find happiness inside my family. Uh, you know, my mother was depressed, my father was violent, uh, they were screaming at each other all the time. So what I did was around age 11, I started reading self-help books. And by the time I was 12, I was into hypnosis and meditation. And I was looking for ways to find peace within and be happy no matter what's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. And eventually that got me to see that, you know, what's in a lot of self-help books is kind of you know, a lot of fluff and not very helpful. But every now and then I'd find something that was useful and I would use it and eventually became a psychotherapist. But I became a therapist that focused on methods that took two minutes a day or less to do because I'm a little bit lazy and I realized I wasn't going to use anything that took longer. So what ended up happening was as I became an expert in those methods, mm-hmm. I ended up writing my own book. And for my first several books, I got on the Oprah show because she was also interested in methods that were very powerful that took less than two minutes a day to do. Mm-hmm. And so I went from, uh, you know, somebody who had no money and, and uh, to somebody who was making a lot of money speaking to tens of thousands of people mm-hmm. very quickly. And over time, I started to see that most people are as lazy as me, and they don't want to spend <laughs> years learning how to meditate, or you know, they don't have time to do an hour of yoga every day. So I got into how technology can help us to 
find peace, love, and joy. And I started to see that the methods for doing that were getting like twice as good every year, just like our smartphone gets twice as good every year. Mm-hmm. And eventually wrote a book detailing 101 methods and supplements and apps and gadgets that uh, can help people feel more love, more gratitude, more peace, and more joy. Very interesting. You had mentioned that because of your life experiences, that led you to the vocation you're in. Mm-hmm. How has that evolved over the years in terms of refinement and that sense of urgency of wanting to help others? Because that's what I got from your book. That's a pure, genuine passion of wanting to help others. Well, I, I don't think of myself quite so purely. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the first thing I wanted to do was help myself. You know, yeah, and, yeah, and that yeah. was a that was a driving motivation. That 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 uh, belief or that focus, I can definitely believe in, get behind. So, but as I started to feel better, mm-hmm. uh, I had room left over to help other people. You know, if you're feeling depressed, mm-hmm. you don't really have much mental energy to give to the people you care about. But if you're feeling fantastic, it's kind of from your abundance you can give to others. And, in fact, they say that happy people are the most giving people because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I found that I was feeling, you know, I went from being like a depressed, suicidal teenager to mm-hmm. feeling really great a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And I saw that most people don't feel great a lot of the time. And uh, just out of wanting to share what's worked for me, I wrote the book. And, and I like to, uh, you know, my house is a museum of all these different <laughs> products. And yeah. people come yeah. in, and it's like Disneyland. You know, they go on this ride, they go on that <laughs> ride. And they go, where can I get one of these? In fact, I was getting so many requests as yeah. to where can I get one of these. That's partly... To, to avoid people bugging me, uh, uh, I decided I'd write the book just so that they would know. That's amazing. In your personal life, at what point did that process became the new authentic you? Um, that's an interesting question. I think I've always been an explorer. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody who wanted to see what was possible, how to have more fun. And if so curiosity, I think, is really a natural thing for everybody, but usually it gets kind of uh, stomped down by our educational system and by our, the American cult uh, culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we live in a cult. <laughs> that culture uh, tends to uh, stomp down our our creativity and our curiosity, but I decided to kind of go with it, and one thing led to the next. And once you start to see that there's some really fascinating, useful things out there, it just got me very excited to pursue more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's interesting, you talked about the opportunity to be daring and be secure enough to explore outside the box, basically, yeah. the cultural frame. And that is something that I tell you, coming from Asia, that is the greatest 
opportunity that I see here in the United States. The opportunity mm-hmm. to be who you want to be, you create your future in a way whereby don't set your own glass ceiling in a way. And I say this respectfully in this particular context in terms of knowledge that one personally wants to gain, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, different cultures have different effects on us, you know, and uh, Asian cultures have uh, certain tendencies, and American culture has certain tendencies. Um, now, in the American culture now, what I notice is that a lot of people are really busy all the time, mm-hmm. and they are really focused on work and getting stuff done, and they've lost a little bit of what I think are the most important things in life, which are uh, sharing love with people you care about, uh, feeling the peace inside, feeling the joy of a little child. Mm-hmm. So I think we need help to get back there, which is kind of going against the culture. Mm-hmm. And luckily, at this time that we really need that help, these new technologies are appearing. In a way, technology so far has created what I call WMDs, uh, which are, <laughs> in, in my term, uh, widgets of mass distraction. <laughs> you know, we look at our smartphone an average of 143 times a day or every three minutes. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of interruptions, a lot of busyness. And what we need is a new kind of WMD, which I would term as a wonder of mass delight, mm-hmm. meaning some way to help us to experience the real goodies in life that you know young kids might experience or we, we've experienced in times past. And most people don't know about these things, so when they try them out, I mean, people know about nature and you know, mm-hmm. taking a mm-hmm. walk in a beautiful place is great, but you don't always have two hours to do that. Uh, the question is, how can you tap into that kingdom of heaven within in 90 seconds mm-hmm. uh, in between your uh, lunch and your next phone call? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true. How much research did you do before writing the book? Uh, very little, actually, because this has been a hobby of mine for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And the only research I had to do, really, was updating how the technology had changed since last year. And what was interesting was I found that with most things, you know, like nobody has a smartphone from 2007. You know, mm-hmm. nobody has the mm-hmm. first iPhone. Right. In fact, they're worth a lot of money because nobody has them. <laughs> uh, and nobody, so these technologies change really quickly. You know, before the show, you and I were talking about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what are called cognitive enhancers or nootropics. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes people ask me, well, these are so great. You know, you take a pill and you feel really focused and joyous for hours. Why aren't more people taking it? Well, yeah. some of them didn't exist last year. Right, you know? right, right. <laughs> so uh, I did have to do research as to how how it had changed in in the last year or two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very interesting. Please give us a synopsis of your book. Well, the book is it divided into a few different parts, um, and one of the parts really has to do with supplements you can take that lead to feeling either more focused or more joy, or more love. You know, in college, 
um, I actually studied the drug uh, now known as called ecstasy. But, you know, it was kind of dangerous, meaning not dangerous, but it had bad physical effects. Well, you know, I was looking for, is there any supplement that's actually healthy for you that has these has the effect mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. making you feel less fearful, more peaceful, and more loving? And to my surprise, there are, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And <laughs> I wanted to know about those because, you know, I like that feeling. You know, coffee is a good feeling, but it doesn't make you mm-hmm. feel loved. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started to research lots of supplements and found that this field is literally exploding mm-hmm. and that uh, telling people about all the different products out there and when, what, when or where they can get them uh, so that they can try them themselves would be a good idea. And then mm-hmm. there's high-tech gadgets, like things you put on your head that mm-hmm. induce a state of focus or induce a state of peace. And those are moving even faster. Uh, a lot of these products didn't exist two years ago, and now you can buy them for anywhere from $5 to $5,000. And some of them are great. You know, I, I meditate right. every day, but one device helped me more in my meditation than uh, than 20 years of meditation. It, it gave me immediate feedback as to when I was moving in the right direction or the wrong direction. So uh, there's a lot of these gizmos now that you can buy that either, uh, you know, uh, give you feedback or can tell you uh, how to make your brain waves slower and more peaceful. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's one section. And then another section um, has to do with body things. You know, everything from ways to massage your body with a gadget or ways to – one of my favorite gadgets is something called the Tingler, which is Mm -hmm. a thing you put on your scalp. It costs a dollar. And Mm -hmm. if you put, like, two or three of these on different parts of your body – I did a survey, and 60% of the people who had uh, three Tinglers on them said it was the most – pleasurable experience of their entire life, including more pleasurable than orgasm. Well, think of how much, think of how much time we, and energy we put into trying to have an orgasm every now and then. What if you could do it for three bucks, you know, right now? Right. That's, that's pretty amazing. So, you know, people don't know about this stuff. And I feel bad for them because this is part of my daily life. I use a tingler every day. Good way to wake up in the morning. Uh, so, that's a section of the book, things that you can do with your body. And then there's a section on, on apps. You know, what are mm-hmm. some apps you can use that, like, increase the love in your relationship or can help you find a good relationship? I'm not talking about Tinder, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, or a- apps that can help you to meditate, you know, by giving you guided meditations. Or apps that help you to feel more gratitude. You know, apps are nice because people have their smartphones with them. And if an app can help you to tap into gratitude through, you know, your smartphone, that's a really wonderful thing to be able to have. And apps usually cost like, you know, $2 or less. So it's not really a a problem that way. And then there's some, you know, far out stuff where I talk about ultimate energy stuff like crystals Mm -hmm. or chanting. Uh, I own a chair 
that induces a state of meditation. It costs a lot, but, you know, it's kind of like a drug trip, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to take the drug. (laughs) And that's kind of fun. Right. Uh, right. So those things are kind of far out. And uh, then I also talk about psychological techniques, like Mm -hmm. what psychological methods can you do quickly that help you to be happier? You know, most people don't know this, but the number one way to boost your own happiness level is to do an act of kindness for a stranger or a friend. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some great psychological techniques that can generally be done in two minutes or less that can that have been shown to be 700% more effective than antidepressants in helping mm-hmm. people feel better. Mm-hmm. So true. Do you use some of these methods mentioned in the book every day? I use some of them every day. Uh, such a, well, I, I use maybe two or three of them every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then most of them I don't use. You know, n- different people need different things. Right. So I don't think that you know, everybody should be using everything because you might try something that doesn't work for you. You know, I don't drink coffee because coffee – uh, weirds me out. I get the jitters. Mm-hmm. I get mm-hmm. too hyper. That doesn't mean everybody shouldn't use coffee. Coffee works great for a lot of people. And the same is true for you know these apps or gadgets or supplements. You have to try a few of them and find the one that works best for you. But when you do, you have a friend for life because you know before the show we were talking. I take a couple supplements that just rock my world. Right, I can right. I can literally focus for ten hours straight, really well, and feel joyous at the same time by taking a couple supplements. That's fantastic, though. I think everybody is looking for that. Well, people are looking for different things. Some people say, mm-hmm. "I'm not interested in that. I I just want more love, or <laughs> I want more peace." So, right. um, there are different things out there, and you, and in the book, I try to guide people into getting clear on what it is that they most want. And then I say, well, if you're looking for pleasure, you know, try this. If you're looking for mm-hmm. focus, try this. If you're looking for more love, try this. If you're looking for more inner peace, try this. And if people are willing to put a little bit of time and energy into trying stuff, they'll find something that definitely works for them. So true. The book is very well written. I particularly like the cartoons that uh, I'll read yeah. the book. <laughs> it adds a wonderful flavor to your message. No question about that. Yeah, I like you know I I like humor and you know some of the book you know you're you I'm trying to describe what these things mm-hmm. do or you know where to get them and that that can be you know a little dull. So I like to make jokes and I throw in cartoons and try to keep it entertaining. <laughs> Why do you think so many Americans are on antidepressants? Uh, well, modern-day life can be a depressing place. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, people work hard, they get home, they are tired, they watch TV, and they go to bed, and then they repeat that. You know, get up, go to work, watch TV, go to bed. That's a pretty depressing life. Yeah, um, yeah. So, and we're not taught how to tap into the joy, peace, gratitude. It's not, not a subject that you learn in school. It's not a subject your parents teach you. 
it's a self-taught subject. And most people don't put the time, energy, or money into learning those skills, which aren't easy to learn. That's why I've been interested in how technologies can help us because, like me, most people are pretty lazy or they don't have a lot of time. And and uh, if they do put the time into trying different stuff, they'll find something. But, yeah. you know, most people are just paying the bills. And then most people, the best way of feeling good is watching TV. TV is basically about violence and murder and stuff like that. So that doesn't really inspire people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think we live in a time that people are very socially isolated, meaning we don't have as much contact with good friends as we did maybe 40 or 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true. What is your favorite way to tap into your inner joy? Well, I like I like meditation and I like the apps that help that have guided meditations. Some of them have like 200 guided meditations, you know. If you have 2 minutes, here's a guided meditation <laughs> for 2 minutes. If you have an hour, here's one for an hour. Um and I like to do those with uh certain um supplements. Mm-hmm. There are certain supplements that the best way I can describe it is a, you know, imagine like a, a young child going down a water slide with a sense of like exhilaration and joy. They just bring out that feeling in me. And a couple of these supplements are actually really good for you. Uh, so they make me feel better. They make me feel more energized. Mm-hmm. So if you add, you know, a, a supplement, one of them is called sulbutiamine, uh, one of them is called CDP-choline, um, and then you throw some meditation on top of that, uh, the feeling is one of pretty profound ecstasy. And, you know, I forget that people don't experience ecstasy on a daily basis because that's just mm-hmm. like part of my life now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and And it really should be part of everybody's life. I mean, most kids, you know, when they're young, experience lots of joy and ecstasy, so why can't we do that as adults? Right, right. So true. In your book, in Section 3, Psychological Techniques, in Chapter mm-hmm. 21, you talk about spiritual intimacy experience. Can you share that a little bit with us? Because that's kind of in line about what you talk about. Yeah, I found... I'm always looking for what helps people feel good. You know, I, I was on Oprah talking about happiness a lot. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I do workshops, so I get to see what works and what does not, you know, because I have a live audience and they give me feedback. So the spiritual intimacy experience is a very simple thing in that it's just a series of questions people can ask of a friend or a partner or even a child that tends to take you more deeply into your connection between each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it takes about half an hour to do this, but I think people are really wanting more depth in their life. You know, we're we're all busy running around and doing stuff, but what they want we want is is more depth of joy or peace. So mm-hmm. I have a series of like ten or fifteen questions that people can ask 
their friends yeah. that yeah. help them to get into a a deeper connection. Questions like, you know, when are you the happiest, or um, uh, when do you feel to- what helps you to feel really loved, mm-hmm. or you know, what's uh, what do you consider to be your greatest accomplishment? And as people share this stuff, it helps to form the connections that we all really want. So true. Well, you have a bunch of technology to share in the book. How much do they really cost? Is it pretty expensive? I would say of the 101 methods in the book, uh, the median price mm-hmm. <laughs> would be <laughs> about about $5. That's not bad at all. Uh, no, uh, but it, uh, that's quite a range. Probably about 10% of them are free. Um, 10% of them cost $1,000 or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of them are are uh, in the $5 range, something like that. Uh, but I do a full range, everything from free to 5000 mm-hmm. bucks, And... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's one consideration, how much you have. But there's at least 25 methods in there that are under $5. Very interesting. Can you share with us your favorite joy-boosting apps? Um, well, I like uh, ones called Budify mm-hmm. and one called he- Headspace. I also really like one called Gratitude Journal. You know, gratitude is one of the best ways to tap into a good feeling. Mm-hmm. In the mm-hmm. 90s, I did interviews with 40 spiritual leaders, everybody from the late Mother Teresa to the Dalai Lama. And I was always asking them, what's your favorite way of feeling better or tapping into your mm-hmm. spiritual connection? And the number one answer was gratitude. Right. Um, but we forget to be grateful. We don't know how to be grateful. So there's some good apps for doing that. Also, I, I mentioned a way of feeling grateful in the book that has kind of a funny story. Um, a bunch of years ago, a friend of mine went to India and he met a guru that gave him a special mantra mm-hmm. uh, that helped him, helped him to feel gratitude. Well, I asked him if he would tell me what the mantra was, and he said he wouldn't. <laughs> that I'd have to go to India and get it for myself. So I mm-hmm. actually did this. I went to India to talk to this guy. And Have you ever mm-hmm. been to India, Johnny? No. No, I haven't. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard place to travel to. You know, <laughs> 20,000 miles away, and then right. it's hot. And you know, I took a rickshaw for four hours to get to the oh, ashram. and. Then I had to wait in line for five hours to talk to this guru. I'm jet-lagged and I'm worn out, and I finally um, get a chance to talk to him. I say, you know, I really want to hear your mantra or phrase for feeling overwhelming gratitude, Yeah. thinking he'd give me the secret teaching. And <laughs> he says in his Indian accent to me, ah, yes, my mantra is the most powerful mantra on earth. Mm-hmm. And then and then he leans in to whisper it into my ear, and I'm very mm-hmm. excited. And he says, whenever possible, repeat the following words. The mantra I give you are the words, thank you. I looked at him. <laughs> I thought he was kidding. And he wasn't kidding. I said, that's it? 
I traveled 20,000 miles to get the words, thank you, that's it. And he looks at me and he says, no, 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 no. That's it is the mantra you have been using. That makes you feel like you never have enough. My mantra is thank you, not that's it. That's it will take you nowhere. <laughs> that's a pretty good one, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was pretty pissed off and, and disappointed. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I, so I said, okay, well, thank you. And he said, uh-huh. no, no, no. Thank you is not the mantra. You know, you have to say it many times a day from your heart. Right, when you eat right. good food, say thank you. You know, when you see your child or a sunset or your pet, say thank you from your heart many times, and soon you will be filled with gratitude. Right. So I was still <laughs> pissed off, but I figured I'd do what he said. Uh-huh. So, you know, I, I, I leave, and I, I go into a taxi, and the taxi has air conditioning. Mm-hmm. And it's like 105 degrees outside, so I say thank you for the air conditioning. You know, really, like sincerely. Yeah. Right. And then uh, I pay the taxi. I say, oh, thank you that I have the money. And then I mm-hmm. go into my hotel room, and they have a Western-style toilet there that works, mm-hmm. which is nice mm-hmm. in India. And I say, yeah. thank you for the toilet, you know. And then uh, I call my <laughs> wife, you know, and they have Wi-Fi there. I said, thank you for yeah. Wi-Fi, and thank you for Skype. You know, right. we live better than billionaires lived 20 years ago. Right, right. You know, uh <laughs> Where we have access to great medical care, we can talk to anywhere in the world from anywhere in the world. We have a supercomputer in our pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, we have all human knowledge basically available to us through the internet. And so I kept on saying thank you for these little things. And within an hour, I had tears of gratitude going down my face because wow. I really connected that we're given so much. Mm-hmm. And you know, an app or something that reminds you to feel grateful or has some methods for helping you feel grateful can really be the difference between a bad day and a great day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. What's interesting is that if you are sincere in giving thanks, then it changes your chemical composition in your body, in your mind, and so forth. The danger yeah. is, of course, some people just keep on saying thank you, and you will realize that pretty soon there's some people out there kind of hollow. It's a natural thing, like running into someone and saying, oh, hi. <laughs> that hi doesn't mean anything. It can't, it can't be mechanical. It has, as, as the guru said, it has to come from your heart. Yeah. So what did you learn from your interview with the Dalai Lama? Well, one of the things I learned, I mean, the Dalai, I don't know if you know his life, but you know, he uh, had to escape from Tibet into India, and most of his friends and family were tortured because of that. And so a lot of people were killed because of his actions, and uh, he obviously can't go home. So he's had a pretty tough life. You know, none of my friends have been tortured and killed. I, you know, so he's had a tough life. But when you spend time with him, you see that he's really happy. He has a great sense of humor mm-hmm. and uh, very peaceful, too. So I asked him how to get there, and he said, well, kindness is his religion. Whenever he does a kind act for somebody, he notices that he feels better. So, you know, that's a technology. You know, we didn't know that kindness actually makes you feel better until they did studies on it, and they found out, wow, this really 
this boosts happiness level 10 times better than antidepressants. Mm-hmm. You know, antidepressants have lots of negative side effects. They uh, shorten your life, evidently. They increase the chance of <laughs> Alzheimer's. They cost a lot of money. Or you could just do, you know, some things like uh, meditate and do acts of kindness, which works a lot better. But mm-hmm. we live in a culture that doesn't educate people as to useful techniques, educate right. people about methods that make companies money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true. Is there a definite link between joy, spirituality, and technology? Uh, that's actually a difficult question. Uh, <laughs> I just spent an hour talking to somebody about that question. Um, yeah. Well, for me, there is. I mean, it depends on how you define spirituality. Mm-hmm. I like to define spirituality as things that help you to be more loving, more joyous, and more peaceful. So whatever helps you to be more loving, joyous, and peaceful that doesn't hurt people, I'll call mm-hmm. that spirituality. So uh, if you find some way of doing that, I think that's helping your spirituality. Some people define spirituality as other things, in which case joy, you know, there are, there are religions that joy is the opposite of spirituality. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to make you miserable, and they do a good job of it. So... <laughs> You know, to each their yeah. own. I'm not. I'm not here to judge. I, I don't know. Right. Right. Uh, right. God, God has not told me the, the ultimate uh, answer, but I right. would rather hang out with. I, I notice in my interviews with spiritual leaders, such as the Dalai mm-hmm. Lama, that mm-hmm. most of them exuded a lot of joy, mm-hmm. and so that's something that I think. Actually, something the Dalai Lama said. Uh, I'll quote him here if I can find the quote. Mm-hmm. He said, because um, I asked him what he thought of all these up-and-coming technologies for, you know, feeling better and connecting to peace. And he said, this is a quote, if it were possible to become free of negative emotions by the implementation of a gadget or a drug – Without impairing the critical mind, I would be the first patient. So that's pretty interesting. And yeah. you know, he's he's long supported research into the brain to help facilitate what he calls the engineering of enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And it's very exciting to me that I think this is not just going to change us on an individual level, but it's going to change humanity. Just mm-hmm. like, you know, the computer changed humanity or or uh, smartphone is changing us, um, that technologies have a way of creeping into our lives and, and uh, becoming very impactful. So right. when these get better at helping people reach higher states of consciousness or get better at uh, feeling peace within – they tend to affect a large amount of humanity. You know, the smartphone was invented exactly eight years ago. Now, one in four people on Earth have one. Right. And 72% of Americans have one. So that's a very quick, adjust, uh, very quick, you know, use of implementation. And if you can do that with helping people feel better, 
it's going to change how humanity approaches spirituality and happiness. So true. If you feel happy and you have this spiritual balance, your thought process changes. There's something within ourselves that changed the way we look at our environment, our world, and others. Yeah, yeah. You know, the way to change the world is you change your own thoughts. And uh, But as a psychotherapist, I saw that changing one's own thoughts just through the methods that were available is a slow, hard process. I think a good one, mm-hmm. but not easy. And these technologies now are offering new and what I would call improved ways of being able to do that. Very interesting. What makes people depressed or unhappy? Oh, there's so many things, Johnny. Where do I begin? (laughs) uh, (laughs) um, Well, they've done studies on this, and they say that the highest correlation with depression is social isolation. And, you know, we live in an age where people have 300 Facebook friends, but really 300 Facebook friends does not equal one really good friend. Right. And I think we sometimes substitute these, it's like cotton candy version of what we want, you know. Uh, Having a Facebook friend, it doesn't really nourish our soul. And we need to use technology in a way that's better, that actually deepens our friendships. You know, like I think Skype is a better technology than Facebook because at least you're Mm -hmm. talking to someone and you're one-on-one with them. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Soon we'll have virtual reality uh, conversations where it will seem like your distant friends are actually right there in the room with you. I think that will be even better. Mm -hmm. And. Earlier we mentioned the spiritual intimacy experience where we'll have ways of asking questions that really get to a place of honesty and vulnerability. You know, there's a lot of superficiality, and superficiality uh, is the opposite of what I'm talking about. And that's why Mm -hmm. in the Technology of Joy book, I talk about a lot of ways to bring more meaning and depth into one's life rather than just, more activity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. But, oh, in turn, I, I forgot part of your question. Yeah. So isolation uh, creates depression. Um, you know, also, to some extent, the food we eat isn't as mm-hmm. nutritious. So if you're not eating well, you're eating fast food, that has been shown to make you more depressed. People don't sleep enough. That leads to depression. Uh, <clears throat> people... Uh, work too hard and uh, are stressed out, that leads to depression. Then there's all the things that people watch. You know, the media is all about, um, you know, violence or outrage. And that's not not helpful. And so you get all these negative influences, and if they're not balanced out in a positive way, through various technologies of joy, then then you have a depressed person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That brings me to one of the most wonderful methods that you shared in the book, which I thought was fascinating. Tell us about the full release method of letting go. Mm. I, that's a method I use every day. 
Um, it's hard to describe briefly the exact method. Of course, that's in the book. But the idea mm-hmm. is that we all have negative emotions throughout the day, stress or anger or self-pity or worry. Um, and the question is, how do you let go of those upsets quickly and easily? And you know, if you notice kids, kids can do that. They can have a total tantrum, and then a minute later, they're happy and fine. But adults tend to get stuck in negative emotions. So I've always been on the lookout for methods that help people to uh, let go of negative emotions more easily. And in the Technology of Joy book, I actually have a transcript of people can say to themselves, you can record it on your smartphone and listen to it, it just takes a couple minutes, of certain questions to ask and a certain process. And the first part of the process is you feel what you're feeling. You know, we often are trying to distract ourselves from our feelings, but first you feel it, and then you go through a series of questions like, could I let go of focusing on this just for 10 seconds? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> even mm-hmm. that's an interesting mm-hmm. question. But <laughs> there's a whole, there's a whole process of, of a technology, really, a better way of doing it that allows you to feel your feelings and then let them go rather than do what most people do, which is distract themselves from the feelings or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, eat when they're feeling bad or deny that they're feeling bad. All those things don't work very well. And um, so the full release method has been a real blessing in my life because, uh, you know, people are always commenting. I mean, you know, bad stuff happens to us all. Right. You, know, you're not, you, that, you, don't, you don't, nobody's free of that. <laughs> it's just a question of do you let the bad stuff stick around and focus on or do you have a simple and effective way to make sure that it like moves through you like Chinese food, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, just, it, just, it doesn't get stuck. I understand. Are there any downsides to using these various tools and supplements? Well, there certainly can be. There's a downside to everything. You know, an analogy I use is, is there a downside to coffee? Yeah, there's a lot of downsides to coffee. It, uh, it can keep you up at night. It taxes your kidneys a little bit. It can make you dependent. It is a drug. If, you, if you're drinking three cups of coffee a day and then you stop, you're going to go through withdrawal. But all in all, you know, coffee is, I think, for most people, a good thing. It helps to prevent 12 different types of cancer, gives them more focus and energy. So, you know, does coffee have a downside? Yeah. Does coffee have an upside? Yeah. You have to figure out whether the upside is bigger than the downside for you. And the same with some of these supplements or techniques. Um, Some have almost no downside, like the full release method. I haven't Mm -hmm. seen have any downside other than it takes about two minutes to do. Uh, But some of the supplements, you know, there's one supplement I take at 9 o'clock in the morning. It has me totally energized and focused for 17 hours. If I want to go to sleep any time in the next 17 hours, I can't. <laughs> right, you know? right, right. That's a downside. But, um, and, and it's possible to get 
addicted to some of these things, meaning you you don't feel right unless you have them, just like coffee. Um, some of them make people feel worse rather than better, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so you have to see what works for you and what doesn't. But I would say I tried to filter out the apps or gadgets or supplements that had uh, noticeable downsides for most people. Mm-hmm. I just didn't include them because I didn't want people to have bad experiences. And so I'd say when they do have downsides, the downsides tend to be small, and um, and that just means that that's not the method for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. In your book, you do cover at the end of each chapter, you have best suited, best features, and possible shortcomings. I like that because that gives someone the opportunity to really see, in your point of view, a summarization of what this particular method can and cannot do. Yeah, I want to be honest about it and say, you know, this is what it does the best thing. You know, some you don't want to use a pleasure inducing thing to help increase your relationships, you know. So different things work in different ways. And also to, that people be aware of the possible shortcomings. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you're taking a supplement, it might, one in ten people, get a headache. So just yeah. you, you want to be aware of that. Um, so that way people are are making good decisions. Also, I made a point that of all the products I recommended in the Technology of Joy book, I don't have any financial stake in any of them. That way I could be a more impartial observer rather than say, yeah, you really need to take this supplement. You really need to take it. You know, I, I didn't want to do that. So yeah. uh, it's as, as a fair a review as I can give. You basically became the guinea pig for all these gadgets that you have tried, and these are the ones that you really find that really works very well. Yeah, I've tried about 600, mm-hmm. and these were the 100 best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it, there's been a learning curve. I've <laughs> this, took, this took me a lot of years. You know, somebody's buying the book for 13 bucks, they don't realize there's 30 yeah. years of effort into it. Right, right. So true. Do you have suggestions on how people can pick one or two methods from the book that will best work for them? Well, I think you have to decide what it is you're looking for. Are you looking for more pleasure? Are you looking to deepen your relationships? Are you looking to find peace within? So first find out what it is that you want, and then I have methods. I say, well, if you're looking for peace, you know, definitely try this one because this is free and it works great. You know, uh, If you're looking for uh, – so, so that's the first thing I say. Mm-hmm. But most people have to do a little bit of trial and error. I'm not talking about a lot, like an hour. You know, right. uh, you have to put in a little bit of effort. And then I do say which ones are my personal favorites. And also what I have found in the people who I talk to, which is a lot of people, what a lot of people have said, yeah, that one really worked for me, that one didn't. So I, I try to give people a review as to this might be a good place to start. You know, if you're looking for a supplement, start with this one. If you're looking for a way to feel more pleasure in your body, start start with this one. If you're looking for a way to feel more peaceful, you can't lose with this one. And 
So, you know, people don't have a lot of time, so I wanted to shorten their learning curve. So true. That's very interesting. What do you think the future of hacking happiness will look like? Well, I'll tell you an interesting story. Um, I was very fortunate in that when I was 12, I was put in a special class that had a computer. Uh, mm-hmm. This is in 1972. And our school had bought like this 500-pound refrigerator-sized computer that basically played tic-tac-toe <laughs> and a couple other games. And um, there was a guy in the class who was older than me uh, named Steve who was really obsessed with this machine. And he and I were always vying for the computer. And one day I turned to Steve. And now I want you to know it's relevant to the story that this person, yeah. Steve, uh, his last name was Jobs. So <laughs> I was in a computer class with Steve Jobs in 1972. We went to the mm-hmm. same high school. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he wasn't Steve Jobs at the time. He was just Steve, the the asshole who's always trying to get the computer. <laughs> so, so Steve, the asshole, you know, and I were vying for the computer, and I said to him, uh, "Why are you so obsessed with this machine?" Yeah. So Steve turns to me, he says, "Don't you see? This machine is going to change everything. It's going to totally change the world." Yeah. Yeah. And I said, you got to be kidding me, mm-hmm. you know, because it played tic-tac-toe and it weighed, you know, it was the size of a refrigerator. It didn't look yeah. like it was going to change the world, but yeah. technologies have a way of getting better very quickly. And I believe that uh, over time that they, although they're good now, they will get much better and soon we'll learn to tap into uh more refined experiences, more joy, more love, more bliss, more ecstasy, mm-hmm. and that they'll get better, cheaper, smaller. They'll be implanted in our brains, and it's going to change the world. Mm-hmm. Now, the good news is that the future is already here, but most right. people don't know about it. And so for the people who are interested in being on the cutting edge, they can try a bunch of these things out now and already start to feel better and get more done and uh, tap into some really wonderful experiences. Very interesting. How can people learn more about this field and these various methods? Well, here I am biased. I do think that uh, my book is a really good start. <laughs> so, um, I have a website called FindingHappiness.com, and at FindingHappiness.com it, you can get a link, you know, buy the book. Um, and I also have free audio downloads where they can learn about other happiness methods. And, of course, it's available at Amazon. And um, That's a good start to learning about the field. And, and once you try out a few of the things, then you'll uh, see if you want to learn even more about the field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is the most important thing you want people to get from reading your book? Um, I want them to get that that in this crazy world that uh, investing in your own happiness, investing in your own joy and peace is a really good investment because Mm -hmm. as you learn to tap into those feelings, you're more productive, you're happier, and you tend to get to be better even at your job, better as a parent. 
mm-hmm. and that there are new ways and helpful ways, apps, gadgets, supplements, that can really accelerate that process and uh, make it much easier so you can experience it more. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I know you mentioned your website. Tell us again, where can someone go to buy your book, get more information about you, and actually check out possibly your workshops and so forth? Sure. My website, uh, easy to remember, findinghappiness.com. That's what we're trying to do, findinghappiness.com. And um, there it has stuff about, you know, it has a bunch of free stuff, the link to the book, and a lot of information about uh, how we can move in the right direction when we're living in a culture that sometimes seems like it's always moving in the wrong direction. Very interesting. In your book, what's interesting is that you talk about technology being your friend. How do you know if technology is your friend? Well, that's a good question. Uh, how do you know if your friend is your friend? You know, uh, <laughs> Over time, <laughs> you see how they treat you and how they make you feel. Uh, yeah. So... Um, you try out something, you see how it makes you feel and uh, and whether it produces good impacts in your life. For me, coffee doesn't, but mm-hmm. other supplements do. You know, I tried coffee a few times and I couldn't sleep at night. So then I tried other things and they worked better for me. Mm-hmm. That's how you know is you, you directly experience it over time and you ask yourself, is this helping me to be a better person. And if you can't answer it for yourself, then have a friend say, yeah, ever since you've tried that supplement, you seem to be, you know, much more (laughs) friendly. So keep doing it, whatever you're doing. (laughs) What is next for you? Uh, I never know. I'm just trying to listen for what my intuition and deeper self says serves people. And, uh, and get the information out so myself and other people can experience more joy and peace. I think as more people experience joy and peace, good things will happen in the world. Very interesting. By the way, we're coming close to the end of the hour. Since our show is about people, family, and living life, would you like to share a recipe for living with our listeners this morning? Sure. How long do I got? All you want. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the things I think is is useful is that people invest in their own happiness, their Mm -hmm. own skill at tapping into peace, tapping into joy, that we don't think of that as an investment. But I think of that as the most important investment one has. And you can only give to others what you yourself have. So if you want your children to be happy, then you be happy. If you want uh, to make a better world, then, you know, it's kind of like what Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. And that's a hard thing to do, but it's a good challenge to face. And I think that once you're moving even slowly on the right road, it feels infinitely better than moving fast on the wrong road. You know, when I was a depressed teen, uh, all just once I felt like I was on the right road a little bit, it felt infinitely better than not being hopeful. So um, the right road might be just 
the next moment away of doing an act of kindness or learning something new, and that's always available to us. So true. That's a wonderful recipe for living. I believe that happiness is a wonderful, contagious experience that you want to share with everyone. Yeah, in fact, it is contagious. Uh, happy Happiness is more contagious than a cold, and so is depression. So you want to make sure that you are, are not <laughs> spending all your time around uh, contagious, depressed people because soon you'll end up being that way yourself. In your experience in dealing with clients and the many workshops you have conducted, what kind of final feedback do you have from people that have gone through the process of really looking for happiness from within first and then expanding it out to the world? Well, I've been impressed with how different things work for different people. You know, if if one religion worked for everybody, we'd all be that religion. If Mm -hmm. uh, one TV show worked for everybody, we'd all watch that TV show. So I've been impressed that um, people are at different places in their lives. They need different things. And that's why it does take a little bit of time and energy to explore what really does it for you? Like, sex works for most people. Good sex will make a lot of people happy. But not everybody. You know, so um, there's so many possible paths now. And if you can get a book, whether it be my book or somebody else's book, that helps you explore different things. You know, we've been told that the kingdom of heaven is within, but right. we haven't necessarily had many keys to that kingdom that worked well. How do you open up that kingdom? Because there is a heaven within. You just need some good keys, and the keys that work to open up and unlock your heart. Mm-hmm. And that's a little bit of a learning process, not a lot, mm-hmm. but it's a fun learning process. And if people could maybe watch a half hour less TV a week and instead explore that kingdom, I think uh, that would be an investment that really pays off. It certainly has paid off for me because... You know, my my family is still depressed, and you know they hate each other. But I kind of live in a different world now, and and that's because I made those investments and explorations. That's fantastic, Jonathan. Thank you for the wonderful recipe for living and for spending this hour with me on from my mama's kitchen talk radio to all our listeners. Thank you for being with us. Please join Marie Jagopoulos on June seventh, Tuesday morning. She's an intuitive counselor, healer, and spiritual mentor. She'll be here to talk about the Healing Wisdom Hour series. For additional information about this show and future shows, please go to fmmktalkradio.com. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed week. Jonathan, it has been a true pleasure, sir. Thank you again, and have a blessed day. And thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.